Good morning. We are the Ocasio family. I am Shirley, and this is Juan, Ayana, and Ella. Ayana is nine years old, and Ella is six years old. And we are very happy to be with you today. God's presence is real. And He is here with us. And He is waiting for us to come to Him. Amen. In Georgian, we say praise the Lord by saying Dideba Upals. Everybody try. Dideba Upals. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Good. Well, and uh, the girls, we wanted to share a little bit of the Georgian language with you because uh, you know it is a language that you'll hear in heaven, and uh, the girls have learned it as well. Although they didn't say anything today, they they learned it in school and preschool and are able to play and talk with their friends a lot, and uh, we're thrilled about that. So. Yeah, and as I said, you know, it is a pleasure to be here with you this morning. We remember very well our time here four years ago. The girls connected wonderfully with your pastors, and um, it's just great to be reunited again. We're already having a wonderful time. Uh, we went to Georgia first in 2006 when we were here before. That was in our, our home time, and then we were just now gone for three years. And it's good to be back. We. Uh, lived like nomads for a couple months when we returned home, just getting settled, settled in, and finally we uh, feel like we have our feet on the ground. But just in case some of you maybe were not here four years ago, I uh, don't know much about Georgia. Georgia is a country which was part of the former Soviet Union, and it borders Russia with the Black Sea on the coast, and it also borders Turkey and Armenia. So we are not in Russia, and we don't speak Russian. Georgia has its own national language. And they have 33 letters in their alphabet and sounds that we don't make in English. <laughs> so we have some alphabet cards on the back table if you're interested. You can look at some of those. But it's a challenging language, and we have spent a lot of time and will continue to do so learning the language. The national religion of Georgia is Georgian Orthodoxy. And it's a, it's a full of traditions, full of rituals. To be Georgian is to be Orthodox. So for someone who might be interested in developing more of a relationship with God, they are not encouraged to do that. It is only the priest who has the ability to pray, only the priest who can understand God's word. And so um, we are praying, and part of our mission or our vision in Georgia is, is dispelling that and living out what it looks like to have a relationship with God. Georgians are very relational. So the more time that we spend with them and just develop a relationship with them, they can see in reality the peace of Christ, the hope of Christ. And, you know, a lot of times when they meet us and they hear we're from America, just immediately they think, oh, that's why you're happy. You know, if we were from America, we'd have hope too. You know, because the Georgians, they have no hope. They don't have any hope in their government. They don't have any hope that someone will come and aid them. And so a lot of people just walk in fear and depression. And the more and more people that we meet, we find that to be the case. You know, Georgians, only 1% of the population are evangelical Christians. 
So if you think about the parable of the lost sheep, you know, Jesus is seeking that one. Georgia, it's the other way around. There are 99 who are lost, and only one is found. And so we have a great task before us. Um, All the believers, you know, all the Christians, uh, we are working and praying that God will open doors of opportunity so we can share the truth of Jesus. And I just wanted to share a testimony. Um, You know, you have prayed with us. You have been by our side. You have supported us so faithfully. And God is moving in Georgia. That's exciting. When you think about what's going on around the world today, there's not a lot of good news. But we bring greetings from our church in Georgia uh, with us this morning and news that God is moving and working. And, you know, we find that, you know, even when it seems to be inconvenient, God is moving. I appreciated Sunday school so much this morning. We can draw so much from the Old Testament and stand on the promises of God, you know, that even when times are hard, when it looks to be discouraging, when it's inconvenient, that is often when God wants us to step out. And we had an experience like that. A year and a half ago, we moved from the capital city to a smaller town in the country out in the east. And we lived in a home for about 10 months when we found out that we had to move from there. And for us, it was a very inconvenient time. Uh, For many different reasons, it wasn't an opportune time for us to move. But in praying, you know, we were praying that God guide us lead us to a new place to live. Lead us where we'll have more opportunity to share about you and what you've done in our lives. And that was our prayer as we were preparing to move. And through our move, God led us to one individual who really is open to the gospel. And had we not moved, we never would have met her. And so this past year, we've spent investing, building a relationship with her, you know, uh, sharing our life with her and her sharing with us. And this past Easter, she came to church with us, which is really amazing that, you know, in Georgia, anything that is not orthodox is seen as a sect, and they are not allowed to take part in anything that is not orthodox. But she was so interested, she came to church. Halfway through the pastor's sermon, she interrupted him and was asking questions you know, just one after another, just so hungry. You know, she's read her Bible, and she had questions about what she had read. And she had been to the priest to ask these questions, and he told her her questions were stupid, and so was she. And so here she's coming to a church where God's word and God's truth is being presented, and she's saying, wow, this is what I have been longing to hear. And it's just a testimony to God's faithfulness. And, um, you know, we saw her then a week later, and she told us, "I, I have been so excited all week. I feel like I discovered who Jesus really is. And she said, I was telling my university class all that I learned about Jesus at your church. Now, she's a linguistics professor, so it wasn't on her syllabus. <laughs> and she's te- she said, I told them all about Jesus. And I said, you know, our religion teaches us that God is high above and he's ready to punish us. But show me one example from the Bible where Jesus punished anyone. She said, it's not there Read your Bibles and find the truth for yourself. And so that is just a miracle. And we are praising God. We're still continuing to pray for her. She has yet to actually accept Christ as her Savior. But we know that God is ministering and working in her life. And it is through these open doors that we will continue to pray that we can walk through and let God's light shine in this land. Oh, do you want to show the video now?
Okay, we have a video to show, share with you, um, just to give you a chance to see the people that we have grown to love. They have a, hold a dear place in our hearts and uh, the land as well, just so you can picture what we're sharing and uh, just some different things that have happened over the past three years that we have been in Georgia. God is working. He is, he is moving everywhere. You know, his spirit is active in this world and has been ever since Jesus sent him, you know, and he is working and moving. And, you know, despite anything that we share with you this morning about Georgia, you know, a place that you don't know too much about, but it's our life and where God has led our family. We love living there. It's a privilege for us to serve in this way. It's not about us. This is God's mission on this earth. He's carrying it out as he is right here in Africa, in Eurasia, where we live, in Australia, in Asia, everywhere, in South America. He's carrying out his mission in lots of different ways by the same spirit that is here with us. And, you know, despite anything that we say, uh, our prayer is that, you know, do we acknowledge, is, there, are we, is our faith activated to believe that God is working and he is trying to break into our lives I am very thankful, uh, just during worship this morning, reminded again uh, that I am so thankful that he got my attention, that he got a hold of me. He's trying, you know, and I, I, the young people that are here, he is trying to, to uh, get into our lives and to be a part of our lives, you know, but we have to acknowledge that and we have a part to play, right? You know, God does not force his way into our lives. We have to allow him to, we have to be listening. Are we trying to find him like he's trying to? to find us. You know, that is so key. Is our faith activated? And so I just pray that uh, you this morning, that is our prayer, uh, are encouraged that the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. You know, uh, every single one of us come from different places. We have different lives, different circumstances, different things going on. Uh, But I pray that you are encouraged by what God is doing in the nation of Georgia. It is a joy for us to talk about Georgia and to share what's going on there. And pray that that's an encouragement to you in whatever your circumstance, your life is, that God is working and moving and that your faith is activated and that you are acknowledging God. You know, he wants to be working and moving in, in your lives. And I know that, you know, your experience, you have experienced that and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to, uh, to have the knowledge of God, of our Savior, uh, just the hope that we have. Because as Shirley shared, in the country where we live, you just walk around and people do not have that. They've never been exposed to that, okay? And they, they don't know that. They don't have that. But the same God that is here trying to break into your lives and our lives and trying to minister to us and, and make himself known to us so that we know him and love him and serve him, he's trying to do that and wants to do that in Georgia as well to Georgians, to people where they have been around for a long time. Their, their culture goes back thousands of years. They've been a people group for a long time. They trace themselves all the way back to one of Noah's descendants. Um, so they've been around for a long time and uh, God wants to break in to their lives. And so that is our prayer in serving to, in Georgia, that God would use our family in, in different ways and uh, that we, could, we, we can help people to acknowledge that he loves them, that he is real, that uh, we have faith and we need to put our faith in him, not in something else, not in another person, not in an institution. We put our faith in a living, risen 
Savior, you know, Jesus. I, we, we explain it to our girls and, 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 you know, have talks with our girls. They're nine and six years old. And I just love telling them that Jesus, you know, he's a real person, flesh and blood, just like us. He, you know, he lived a long time ago. He died and he rose again. He's alive again. And so where is he? Literally, where is Jesus right now? He is at the right hand of the Father. He is a real man, okay? We don't know what he looks like or his glorified body, you know, how that changed, but he's a real person, a real man, and he is alive and waiting to come back for us. And uh, we explain this to our girls, and, uh, but who has he sent to us? He has sent his Holy Spirit to be with us, to, to be that witness in our heart and uh, to continue. And that's what uh, I wanted to share a little bit about. Um, but he is the one. He's the agent. The Holy Spirit is the agent that is working all over the world and working in Georgia. And so just I want to share with you a few things of how, how is God moving? How is the Holy Spirit at work in Georgia? And we have uh, seen just this past, let's see, it was this, pa- this past year, this spring, uh, there are some new church plants that are going on. New churches in some areas of Georgia that where there has never been an evangelical witness before. Okay, never. There may have been an Orthodox church, but Orthodoxy does not does not preach or teach a relationship with Jesus Christ as and Jesus being our sole means of salvation, faith in Him. Okay, so there's never been an evangelical witness in some of these country, uh, some of these areas in the country, and Georgia is not a big place. Okay, we're only talking about the state of West Virginia, that, that size of area. And we have seen God establish some new church plants. They're going on right now. They have been able to buy a property so that they can have that as their home base. Because uh, historically, among the church in Georgia, when they, have a pl- they don't have a lot of uh, buildings and churches that, that are owned. They are just a group of believers, and they're seeking, where can we meet? Well, they just need a house that's big enough for, for that group to meet in. And so they try and rent places to have their church. And, you know, as Shirley said, orthodoxy is, is opposed to anything, any group that is not orthodox. So there's different things. They, people smashing in the windows and uh, just those kinds of, of opposition, harassment type things. And so, well, the landlord doesn't want that. So they kick, you know, you have to leave, go. So they're just hopping around so many. That's how it has happened in Georgia for many years. So right now, just in the past two years, they have had the opportunity again to uh, be able to acquire maybe just a a building or something to to be their home base where they cannot be kicked out and they can be established. And uh, there are two of those that have happened in an area uh, in western Georgia, that has never had an evangelical church before. And we're thrilled about that, that God has opened the door. There's a group, a small group of believers that are there. The pastor himself still, though, he travels back and forth between the capital city and this area. And that's a good, I mean, what, what would it be? Five, five hours or so that he would still need to travel back and forth. Uh, there's another lady that has moved out there, another foreigner that is, is uh, there. Her church sent her. She's, from, she's not American, another country, but she's serving there as a missionary. And she has moved to this area. So it's awesome to see God has prepared hearts. There are hearts that are hungry. Like our friend that Shirley shared about. There are hearts that are hungry. And uh, God knows. He's the one that knows where those people are. We can't see them. We can't see, but God does. So we're so thankful for that. And there, those are two. There are actually, I think, seven uh, new church plants or 
uh, churches that really are being developed and to grow. They, they want them to be an education center for Christian education. Something uh, They have one Bible school in Georgia, one Bible school and for the whole country, and now they want to have different Bible schools in different areas. And uh, those, are, those are being done. They're on their way. Uh, another project that is now, it is completed, uh, the Bible project and it's been going on for about three years, almost four years now, where the Georgians, okay, there is a Bible in the Georgian language, okay? There is a Bible in the Georgian language, but it is old. It is, uh, there are a few, different, a few different translations, versions of them, and they're old. They have lots of errors. I mean, just grammatical errors, and, but theological things as well, where the Orthodox Church has maybe inserted some words uh, in, into scripture throughout, you know, when they translated it into the Georgian language, that type of thing. So the Pentecostal Church in Georgia, along with Assemblies of God, World Missions, uh, they, they began a, it's, it's, uh, it's not a new version of the Bible, but they're trans, they're, what's the right word I'm looking for? It's not like it's a new translation, but they're, they're re- updating the, the Bible, the scripture Bible. They got the rights to do this in the Georgian language, and they also uh, were able to get a hold of the study notes from the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, Jack Hayford's Spirit-Filled Life Bible. Those are being translated into the Georgian language. It's already done. Like I said, it's already done next month, or no, in November, is when they're ready to start printing these. They've been doing this work and editing and just the team of people that God has brought together to work on this because this is a major undertaking and extremely serious, okay? Handling God's Word. And it's, a, it's in contemporary, uh, contemporary Georgian it's not in the old Georgian where people don't even understand some of the words anymore because they don't even use it in their language. And so we're, we're thrilled about this. There, have been a lot of, there has been opposition against this for the past three years, but God has, has uh, helped them and seen everybody through those difficult times. And like I said, it's ready to be printed and distributed in, starting in the spring. So God's word, ready. A study Bible, first ever in the Georgian language, here in the year 2014, first time they've ever had a study Bible uh, or a Bible in their cont- in contemporary language. So this is huge, and they will distribute it. It'll be ready to go out anywhere in the country or anywhere uh, in the world. There, there are a lot of Georgians that do not live in Georgia. They live in other parts of the world, okay? So they are, this is huge, and uh, I mean, God's Word says in Hebrews, His Word is alive and active, okay? And it is alive and active, and it's going to be sent all over Georgia where people can read in their own language about, you can read the Bible, read God's Word, and it can speak to their heart. Okay, prayer request attached to this is uh, we know that we don't expect that there, it's just like, oh, great, now we have a Bible in our language. Okay, the Orthodox Church is, is, is you know, probably not going to be on board with that. But we're praying that some way God will give them wisdom in how they present this wonderful gift resource that we have to the country how can they present that the church the pentecostal church so that uh so that uh, people will read it okay and 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 want to read it and have a hunger but uh, so we're praying for wisdom in that and god's favor in getting the bible out because he said when his word goes out it will accomplish what he wants it to do and uh that is transformation in people's hearts and lives just i mean i can remember uh, you know, God transforming my life still. It's a daily thing for us. So thankful for that. And uh, we have also an opportunity uh, in Georgia right now for teaching English. 
a huge open door. It's probably one of the biggest open doors that we have right now is to teach English. Now, I say teach English. Uh, that's like the vehicle, the mode, the way that we can have an, a presence and an interaction in people's lives. That's what it comes down to. I am willing to teach English that gives me access almost, I could go anywhere in the country and teach English, okay? And that's what gives me access to have a relationship with people on a regular basis, get to know them. George, I think Shirley mentioned, is a very relational culture. Things happen on relationships, not because of, uh, you know, who you are, who you know, okay, relationships. So if we need to have relationships in order to be able to invest in people's lives. And we pray and believe that the Holy Spirit can lead us to students who are hungry. I was so encouraged by that, and I am hanging on to that, the story that Shirley shared in this university. Well, there you go. We, we, had, we had no idea, but when our friend was uh, sharing about what she had heard about Jesus the week before in church, when she was sharing that in her university class, she said they were so interested. They didn't want to leave that day. And all of her classes, she said, yeah, they were, there. they were interested and they were listening. There is a hunger. God, lead us to some more students like that where we can have an interaction with them and build a relationship with them. Yes, use teaching English to do that. Help us. So it's a, we have the opportunity in the university. Our colleagues in Georgia, they're there right now. They have uh, the opportunity to reach out in the university as well. It's a huge open door. And that is a prayer request. That's going to be a big part of our life when we do go back to Georgia. Uh, beginning next summer, we're here for this year, and next July is when we hope to return. And we will be involved in teaching English in maybe some different settings. And uh, the bottom line is that we want students to know, people to know about Jesus Christ, our faith in Him. He is their God. They say, I'm a Christian. You know, George is a Christian nation, but uh, they don't know Jesus or the power of His of his love. So we, uh, there, those are some open doors. We're thrilled about these things. Uh, we're going to miss the launching of this Bible project next spring, but we'll get back in Georgia and, and back into the swing of things. And I'm uh, just excited to see how that's going to impact people's lives. And uh, John, um, Jesus said in John chapter 4, we call this the, the story of when he was talking with the woman at the well, and his disciples, you know, went into town, and then they came back, and they found Jesus talking with this woman. And uh, there's, uh, you know, the, the, whole, the whole story. But one thing Jesus said when they were talking, you know, in response to his disciples when they came back, he said, my work, my food, is to finish the work that my father gave me to do, that my father sent me to do. That's my food. Now, he was talking, you know, and his disciples may or may not have really understood what he was talking about. But as we pray in Georgia, Shirley and I, our colleagues, our leadership, when we talk about the task in Georgia, it's a huge task in little Georgia, let alone the world where we are, we are commissioned by Jesus. You know, we're supposed to make disciples in the world, everywhere, as we go, every single believer. But when we talk about that, when we pray about it, we talk about finishing the task in Georgia, in our area of the world. What does that mean? That is uh, that is God's will, you know, to make disciples everywhere. Like I said, there's places in Georgia where there's never been any evangelical witness. So what do we do? Finish the task in Georgia. To, in Georgia. And we see um, these open doors that we have. Praise God for those open doors. We're going to walk through them, 
and trust that the Holy Spirit will continue to lead and guide us. Lead and guide us. Because uh, we, I mean, we totally rely on the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives uh, and in, in missions. If you read the book of Acts, okay, read the book of Acts. I love reading it. You, you see all the, all the references and mentions to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you know, doing something, opening a door, um, igniting people's hearts, revealing Jesus Christ, baptizing people. Uh, you know, Jesus said, you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit with power to be my witnesses. That's happening all through the book of Acts and has ha- been happening all through history. Has not stopped. He has not stopped doing that. But uh, we have a total reliance on the Holy Spirit in our, in our day and age today, in, in all of life. Every single believer is brought into that commission of making disciples. Now, I know we don't, we don't all participate the same way, but we are all called to participate in that. And uh, you all here in different ways that you reach out, through right here from this local church in the community, how you do, and whether it's your family, uh, there are many ways that we respond to that. And we know that we are called to do that. Lord, what is my part? That's a question that I believe we, sh- we need to keep asking. Lord, what is my part? What would you want me to do? Okay? To be a leader. You know, men, we are leaders in our family. God has given us a position of, of leadership. And I'm not saying we're the only leaders. I'm just saying that is a privilege, a responsibility. Lord, how can I be the man you've called me to be? How can I lead the way you want me to lead? Moms, uh, aunts, uncles, sisters, whatever position you are, whatever your sphere of influence is at your workplace, wherever you go in the community, okay, post office, the grocery store, all that stuff, the Holy Spirit can guide us. There are, you know, every, the Holy Spirit will guide us. There are spiritual encounters that, uh, that are, are possible, that are waiting to happen if we have eyes and we're expectant. Uh, I've heard it, but the, the role of the Holy Spirit, I've heard it said this way, uh, <clears throat> there are some things that are so valuable they should never be traded. There are some things that are so valuable they should never be traded. Now, I grew up collecting baseball cards, okay? Me and my brother, we collected baseball cards, traded them back and forth sometimes. Now I know what cards that I have that are valuable, so valuable, I'm not going to let go of those. I'm not going to trade them, okay? They are valuable enough to me, I'm not going to let go of those. But uh, talking about here something, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? As we said, Jesus is literally, he is in heaven. Now, he is active in our lives, through his Holy Spirit. He is interceding for us. He is waiting to be sent back, to come back uh, to, to earth. He is going to be our king forever and ever and ever. But he has sent his Holy Spirit. And I want to read uh, just some verses from John chapter 16 about what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit and the work and the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So I'm going to read John chapter 16. Um, this is Jesus talking in, uh, in the middle of this really big, long conversation that he is having with his disciples. And this is right before, right before he is uh, uh, arrested and goes through all of that suffering. This is when this is. He said in John chapter 16, I'm starting in, in verse 5, he's talking, Now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it's for your good that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. 
when he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment, in regard to sin because men do not believe in me, in regard to righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and in regard to judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. The Holy Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit. We, uh, we need to daily remember that the Holy Spirit is at work and he, that's how we relate to God. He, he is the one that bears witness in our heart that we are a child of God, that we're saved, that we belong to Jesus, belong to the family of God, that my sins are forgiven. It's the Holy Spirit. And uh, the power of the Holy Spirit is what helps us to fulfill God's mission in this world through our lives. As we walk in obedience to Jesus, we walk in obedience to his spirit. His spirit continually reminding us and teaching us. Aren't you, I mean, aren't you glad that he's made provision for that? That we have a living spirit to walk with us and remind us in day to day when we're going about our business, when we're going about all kinds of things. We have the living spirit of God to help remind us of things, to help us as our feet are walking, to help us as we're working, to help us as, we're, as we see people who are in need, as we face things in our culture today that are very real and very important and very significant. And there are changes happening in our culture all around us, in, in the world all around us. And here we are called to be obedient, to be faithful to Jesus, to love God, to never give up, to never go back. He wants to work in our lives. What are we going to do? What is our response going to be? We've got the living Spirit of God with us to help us every day as, as we go. Because there are disciples all around us. There are disciples. And God wants to use you and me to help make them disciples. Maybe they're not disciples yet, but he said, make disciples for me. Teach them to obey everything that I've commanded. But we have to be obeying it first, right? Uh, and it's the Holy Spirit. Don't, let's not trade the work of the Holy Spirit for anything. Let's acknowledge and know that we need God's Spirit to remind us of everything that Jesus taught. He's the one that burns in our heart. He's the one that reveals Jesus to us so that we can worship God, so we can glorify Jesus, so we can walk out as he walked. And uh, that is our prayer in Georgia. We know that these opportunities that we have, there's, there's nothing that I can say to convince somebody you know, to, to turn to Jesus. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and that's what we pray. Holy Spirit, let your anointing be upon us as we talk, as we share. It's He that's going to draw somebody's heart. You know, we have to talk. We have to be obedient. We have to share with people. That is our desire. We want to. But I know that it's not me. It's not anything that I say. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to draw someone, that's going to do uh, supernatural things anytime somebody comes to faith in Jesus Christ. That is a supernatural miracle of God. Supernatural thing. So that is, uh, that is our prayer. That is our hope. And... Um, just a reminder to us all as we go about our daily life as we uh, that we are mindful uh, 
often, every day. This is a living thing that we are. God didn't just speak to us one time. He's willing and ready to speak to us any moment. Are we listening? Are we ready? We need to be reminded. I need to be reminded. I need to be reminded of His love. I need to be reminded of His will. I need to be reminded of the boundaries that He has set and placed in my life so that I can live healthy, so that I can reach my potential as a human being, as the child of God. I need to be reminded of everything. And uh, thank, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit and for Him to help me to be who God created me to be as a man, as a father, as a, a husband, as a friend, as a child of God. So that is, that is our prayer. And I would like to, um, to find, if we may pray before you come, Pastor, may we, may we pray together. Uh, and uh, I would just like to pray for you. But let's also pray, uh, um, be mindful of the people in your sphere of influence. Where do you live? Where do you work? Where do you go? The people that are around you. Let God speak to you about those people. Just lift them up. God, they need you. They need to know you, Jesus. Use me in some way to be a witness in their life. And uh, I'm also going to pray for the people of Georgia. Uh, that's where we live. That's our sphere of influence now. And uh, there are people, so many people around us that need to know. So I invite you to pray with me. Let's pray together now in lifting up uh, the people that are in your life that God has sent you to. Lord God, I do thank you and so much for the, the day that you've given to us, Lord, that we can know you. Thank you for what you're doing. You, you are God, and there is no other. You are righteous. You are perfect in everything. You never make any mistakes. We can trust you, Lord God. We may not understand everything, but we can trust you that you are perfect. You are righteous. You are holy. That is your nature. You do not change. You will not be moved. Your word will be fulfilled. It will come to pass as you want it to. You will receive glory and honor. You will reveal yourself to people. You will transform hearts and lives. You will ignite them, Lord, to, to put their faith in you. And they will love you. You will receive glory that you are worthy of and that you deserve. And I pray, Lord God, for people in Georgia. I pray for the, the people that are right here in the communities where we live. Lord, that you would open their hearts and lead us, let our paths cross with other people that are ready to hear about you, that are ready to, to respond to you in their heart, Lord God, and, and have put their faith in you, Jesus. Lead us, I pray. Guide and direct us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Newly, every single day, fill us, Lord. Help us, God, to understand and remember, Lord, we have a part to play. We need to say yes to you. And I thank you, God, for your faithfulness, for your patience with us, for your great love for your perfect love. Help us, Lord. Let us be that effective and productive witness for you because of our knowledge of who you are. Thank you for your mercy and grace in our lives, Lord. Be with those who you are calling, Lord. Use us in their lives. Transform their hearts. For Lord, you have already done everything to forgive their sin. They just need to know and they need to submit to you and put their faith in you, Jesus. Heal their hearts break down the walls, and help us to walk through those open doors that you give to us. God, I give you the glory and the honor for what you're doing in the nation of Georgia. I give you glory and honor for what you're doing here in these communities around Windber and here in, in Pennsylvania. Thank you, Lord. The glory is all yours. Continue to use us and guide us. We love you, Jesus. We need you, and we're so thankful that you've sent your Holy Spirit to us.